0: Yo, this is Hanging with Apes, an Audio Apes podcast. Real talk, real topics, no limits. Audio Apes, music with no boundaries. Yo, what's up everybody? I'm K Cartoon. I'm Rx Phonics. We are the Audio Apes and you are officially Hanging with Apes, a weekly Tuesday podcast where we discuss trending topics and current news with a philosophical and comedic flair. And our take on it, two guys from the south side of Chicago. There is explicit language at times, so be advised. Go on over to Twitter, follow us at Hanging With Apes. Go to our website, that's hangingwithapes.com, sign up for our newsletter. And remember, we are now on Spotify, so listen to us on Spotify. And if you're listening to us on Apple, rate and review, drop a comment. It helps us out a lot. Today's episode, we're going over the return of Eminem in his new surprise album, Kamikaze. We're going to go over the definition of masculinity stemming from an advertisement video from Bonobos. We're going to get into that a little bit. And then we're going to talk a little bit of philosophy. Uh, One of Jordan Peterson's rules from his book, 12 Rules and Antidote to Chaos. And it is rule nine. Assume that the person you are listening to might know something you don't. And you know when we get into our philosophical discussions, that just opens up a big box of greatness. So kicking it off, let's. K- what do you What do you want to start off with? What do you What do you? Shit, sure, let's start off with Eminem. I think.
1: I think um, there's a lot of topic or discussion with that. And I mean, if you guys haven't checked out our video, our our, our new segment, Culture Corner.
0: Check out our YouTube. Strong work, strong work. That's a good plug right there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we did a video on YouTube. uh, So if you just go to YouTube, type in Hanging With Apes, it'll come up. Uh, We did a kamikaze album review. Like we said, we're working on some things, so you're going to be seeing and hearing more of us. Uh, So that's just the beginning. But, yeah, it's a quick little video that we did. People seem to like it. Listen to it. You know, drop a comment. Watch it. Enjoy all that good stuff. Let us know if you. But agree. see that that video is more of an overview. Yeah. I think this is going to be a little bit more in depth.
1: Oh, most definitely, and I, and I think um, you know even even watching the video, I was like, oh damn, we skipped through this, we skipped through that, just because it was like kind of like the excitement and just kind of breezing through the album.
0: And and you can't have a, a thirty-minute video, you no, know. No. Well. You can, but I don't know how many people actually watch those longer videos. P- you know, people have shorter attention spans nowadays. Yeah. With- See, I when they're especially when they're watching a video. I think it's because they're used to watching yeah. shorter videos, whereas when you're watch or listening to a podcast, rather, you kind of know you're in for at least 30 minutes for the most part.
1: I feel growing up we, we were so segmented in how we did things right we watched TV was for TV phone was to call like somebody computer was to be on the internet and now the phone is all of those things so yeah. so that I, I feel that, that that's what contributes to it so so like what we didn't go um, over was I, I felt we missed some of the people he, he threw shots at I mean first of all what do you think
0: of the album? Yeah. Like were you I was surprised, let oh, yeah. me tell you. It, I mean obviously it was a surprise album, but I did not see this coming like from Eminem just because he's always done things so traditional. Yes. That I I was very 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 surprised, very caught off guard. Like for instance if if tonight Jay-Z dropped an album, I'd be a lot less surprised than yeah. how surprised I was when Eminem dropped this album. So that's number one. Number two, at first, I was sort of in disbelief when I was uh, on Twitter, I want to say. And I was just scrolling, you know, like I do. Huh. I enjoy I enjoy the Twitter platform and, and, and my downtime. I enjoy it. The Twitter sphere. Yeah, I thoroughly enjoy it. It's such a graffiti board, like just... Like, just back and forth, it's fun, and, you know, it's 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 good times. It's like an intellectual graffiti board. If you yeah, know. yeah. But um, <laughs> I was on Twitter, and something came up about Eminem, Kamikaze. I saw the artwork, and I thought it was a track. I was like, oh, Eminem has a new song out. Yeah. Okay, I don't know what this is for. But then I, I reverted to earlier in the day. I was on Instagram, and I did see... On Eminem's Instagram, a brief—I want to say maybe five-second clip of Venom, and then it had like the the little like uh, inverted E, yeah, and it's like V inverted E and O M and then like i heard that part was like knock knock let the devil in like oh, that part yeah, and yeah, i yeah. was like i was like oh so he's working on the venom soundtrack yeah so that was it i got that though this my like two little indicators like i got that but me thinking that that <laughs> track was going to be out along with the movie and then the second thing was obviously the little thing that popped up when i was on twitter but I'm thinking, okay, well, it's it's a song. But it was Thursday night Chicago time. And I knew that at that time, like, you know, it was about 10.30, 10 o'clock, 10.30. And I knew already, like, the new music for Fridays is typically out at that time. So I was like, oh, so he dropped a new song. So I go to Apple Music. And lo and behold, it's not just one song. It's a whole album. And before I even listened to it, and this is what good of a friend I am, before I even listened to it, I text all you guys. Yeah, I was like, Eminem dropped a surprise album. Kamikaze. I didn't get that text.
1: I, I or I didn't read it because I guess we were, you know, we have the group text and you're just conversating. So sometimes you're like, "Oh shit, I'm busy." Let me. So when when you text, what I the text I saw was Kamikaze. <laughs> So I was like, what the fuck? why are you telling me about Twista's album <laughs> from years ago? <laughs> yeah. And I was like, what is that? What What? what do you? Because I was like, maybe there's something to it. Maybe there's a movie or you know something. And you're like, Eminem's album. And then you put the link. Yeah. And my fucking head almost exploded.
0: Yeah. And so <laughs> I, after I texted, I pulled out my headphones because I can't listen to an artist's album that I really fuck with. On the phone, I have to listen to it on headphones or in my car, like yeah. somewhere where the audio qual, or like you know, in my the 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 studio monitors in the office, like somewhere yeah. where the quality is gonna be a a high sound quality and uh, not the phone. Like that will I won't do it. I just can't do it. Call me an enthusiast, whatever you want. I just can't do it. So I broke out my Bose headphones. Yeah. Put yeah. them on and it was on. It was on. So that's the backstory of how I found out about the album but that's how you know, how much you know that the album meant to me yeah. that like I gave the whole backstory of, of how I I encountered it yeah now what I thought about the album uh great uh Eminem is definitely back I will say this because I, I already know that this is coming and and I open it and I welcome it w- 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 with open arms. People are going to probably say, oh, well, isn't that a bit hypocritical because of the way that you bashed Revival? Yeah. But what I will say is Revival was not the Eminem that I knew. The whole rollout for Revival was not the Eminem I knew. The Walk on Water, that record was not the Eminem that I knew. The whole... Bashing Trump and, and not not even so much bashing Trump because we went over this one back when when that album came out It was more so what I didn't like was more so that that ultimatum that he kind of gave fans Yeah, yeah Like like saying oh if you're a fan of mine and a supporter of his Yeah, I, I forgot what the exact words were but where it was sort of like you got to like choose sides well, dude, I mean, if you're gonna go that route, that's you're you're losing, which he did lose. Yeah, like it was a he
1: he, he speaks about it. in, this, yeah, and, in the Yeah, yeah, and, and he
0: does speak about it on this album. But like you, you recognize that that was a losing battle because number one, while you are extremely influential in rap and music, you are nowhere near the cultural icon that Donald Trump is. Like you're just oh, no. not that, and so you're you're um. This is not, this is not, this, and and then
1: not not only
0: that, this is not your area of expertise. Like you're not a politician. You don't really know politics like that.
1: That Then I feel politics is just so, it's, it's not, you can't define a person or even a political party with one person or 10 people or 20 or 30. Everyone's going to differ on their opinions. So you're touching on such a touchy subject and you're just overgeneralizing and And, saying like, no, fuck y'all.
0: And not not being aware enough that there was a strong likelihood, which it turned out to be true, and I talked about this at the time also, there was a strong likelihood that a lot of his fans... We're Trump supporters, being yeah. white, blue collar people. Like, there's a likelihood that a lot of these people fuck with, dude. So why are you putting yourself in well, that at, corner?
1: At this point, there's not even a likelihood. Just like he said it on the first song.
0: Yeah, he did. He says,
1: "Was was the was the uh, line? What was what was the line? He talks about like, was it even worth? Essentially saying, was it even worth me saying this yeah. losing a third of my fans to get backlashed? by some of the people that I was trying to be on their side, and which is true.
0: And then he says that like I should have I probably going back, I probably should have empathized. And 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 what I like about it is he doesn't compromise his own views about Trump. Like he's not changing like, oh all of a sudden like Trump now. He's not changing that. He keeps it real. He keeps it real. But it, but what it what he's saying essentially is hey, you know what, this was a mistake, which that was my biggest problem with that initial rollout for the album but that was the rollout now when it came to that album itself it was just poor i mean it was it was poorly put together a lot of the 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 approach on on a lot of the records was poor i mean lyrically it was good like the lyricism like it was there but 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 the subject matter was not and forced it, it did feel a little forced but but the thing is he does on kamikaze what we said we wanted him to do with revival which was talk about contemporary topics now he doesn't talk a, a, a lot about contemporary topics in terms of society but he does get at a lot of things that are going on temporarily in rap which yeah. is fine like you know what you don't have to tackle the issues of the world but it's good that at least you're tackling. The issues of the the area that you're an expert in, yeah, and so that was and is classic Eminem. Like, listen, I got a lot of things to say about 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 rap, about the way that I've been criticized, about all this stuff, and now I'm now this is my retaliation, and he did it in in just in just yeah. classic form.
1: Yeah, yeah, and and just to just clarify. What the what the lyrics were, I, I pulled them up when it came to to the Donald Trump cipher, which is a B.T. cipher, yeah. if I'm not mistaken. This is what he said. Because I feel like the beast of burden, the line in the sand, was it even worth it? Because the way I see people turn and make it seem worthless, is starting to defeat the purpose. I'm watching my fan base shrink to thirds, and I was just trying to do the right thing but word. And then, you know, essentially saying, like, listen, I should have empathized. He goes on to say that I shouldn't have been so bold in 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 the way that I said it when I know that obviously some of my fans were were fans of Trump and and, and that's the thing like you're going to you don't think that 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 um Kanye West has Hillary fans? Probably most people that Kanye West has are Hillary fans. It doesn't stop him from wearing the hat, you know. Yeah. But then there's but he,
0: but he never he all he did was was display his support, but he never bashed exactly. those people. It's like, okay, this is who I support, but I'm not saying, oh, anybody who's who's my fan that doesn't support Trump, don't be my fan no more. Yeah like that's crazy. that's yep. that's pure craziness that that's the equivalent that's the equivalent of of us on audio ape stuff. If somebody's like a Bernie, Bernie Sanders fan,
1: yeah, it's yeah. like
0: I would not tell them don't be my fan. I'd be like, hey man, well maybe you should listen to our podcast to to you know get informed. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and even then, if you you know, but even then, if you don't want to, whatever you keep, believe keep, in, keep bumping this shit. It is what it is. Hell yeah,
1: and, and and see that's that's what I loved about just the beginning, and then also I will say the production was much better here than in revival. I felt. And really, like, even on the Marshall Mathers LP, I feel like, yeah, Rick Rubin is is good, but I don't think the sound, the Rick Rubin sound is good for the times. Because there's, there's a time and place for, for for sound, you know, in general. I mean, like, if you bump Chronic 2001 in today's day and age, it'll sound good, but it's like, damn, that's Chronic 2001. That was the sound of that time. Yeah. And I felt that he did a good job with the ringer. W- was a contemporary sound, but it's still... It's still Worked with
0: Eminem's flow. Well, well, it was the this album. It was, of, to me, a benchmark of the times in rap from the perspective of an elite rapper. Yeah. So this is, it, in this time frame, if we're looking at music and we're looking at rap. You're gonna look at it from from a. You can only look at it from a few different perspectives. You're gonna look at it. You can look at it from the bad and bougie perspective, or the or the Cardi B perspective, like that shit. Like, oh, this was what, this, what was hot, but more than likely will not sustain the next few years. Oh yeah. Or you can look at it from the perspective of this is what the greats. This is how the great saw this time in rap, and I think this is a perfect, perfect example of that. Like how rap enthusiasts, rap connoisseurs, and the elite rappers see the state of rap in this time, yeah. because, because, and it's not just the the, the older rappers, because Joyner Lucas, who is on on the album is a newer rapper. Yeah. And you could see that with what he's saying, that his sentiments are the same as Eminem's. Yes. Which is great. And what I will say is overall, like if I have to have one defining statement about this album, it is exactly what hip-hop needs. It oh, is yeah. exactly what it needs. Yes. The criticism of it, the mockery of the bullshit, all of that. And, and, and it's so crazy because so many of these guys that he's talked about that have like spewed shit out of their mouth are are so bitch made because like i saw this little post that lil zan had posted and it and and he said dissed or not it this is still legendary like listening to like the m m album straight bitch straight bitch number one but number two it's crazy to me because this is the same dude that said that tupac's music is boring out of here bro yeah and, and so and, and that's my and that's yeah. my point it's like it's funny how like you can yeah. talk about somebody and talk about their music that's dead and like they're cease and you know that they they will have no rebuttal but now this guy who is a living legend and who has come to like clean things up says something and it's like oh yeah th- this or not this is legendary please don't hurt me You're
1: fucking oh my god <laughs> but but see this is what's the key is that he's a living legend. Not only that, but he's still important in important in the culture and will sell. Because let me give you an example. Hobson has been on this. Hobson has material that you can compare to some of the stuff that that Eminem does, but Hobson doesn't have the base that Eminem has. Yeah,
0: and then the name just doesn't carry the same weight. Exactly, and this is why it's important,
1: because like, yeah, audio-waves could go and diss everybody, but who the fuck are the audio-waves compared to Eminem? You know what I'm saying? Like, What's important is that it trickles down, because then it's kinda like, you know, saying, hey, listen, there is a segment of us that don't fuck with this. And it's been unspoken because people are scared of how it makes them look or who they could network with. But I don't give a fuck. I'm Eminem, and I'm not here to, you know what I'm saying? And that's what's important right now.
0: Very very much so. And to kind of coincide with what you just said, Eminem in not so much in in the Slim Shady LP, but in the Marshall Mathers LP, the Eminem show probably were – this is when he did it at his greatest in terms of thrusting himself back into relevancy. Yeah. Like he, like he, because from, from the Marshall Mathers LP to the Eminem show, there was like this time frame where it was just like, I'm, I'm <clears throat> this like new prodigy rap extraordinaire, yada, yada, yada. And then he went from that, like that superstar album, to like, oh shit, now everybody knows about like my personal life. And then like then it was started to develop into like the whole like eight mile era or whatever. And it was like a real thrust into relevancy. Yes. And since then, I feel like since then he's made he's made great albums and and, and even arguably better albums than those albums. But the level of I'm back like, like it, yeah. it, it, he has not achieved that since this moment with Kamikaze. That yeah. whoa, like the world knows that this dude is back, and and that was the, that was the other thing that one of my <clears throat> gripes with Revival was that that's what you want to see from Eminem, and and the reality is that my my only setback with this particular album is that I wish he did that whole I'm back mentality. Yeah. with more subjects other than just rap and rappers and rap critics yes.
1: like it would have
0: been nice to see that like I'm back in in every facets but you it, know why it, he
1: gets a pass I think cause the the feel that you get first of all is like it's a surprise album so who it makes me feel like he just let's let's get in the booth let's do this
0: yeah yeah me too it, 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 it well, seems he, kinda he, and he even alludes to that in the first record the first
1: track yeah and I was like okay so it made me feel more like this is a return of form. So we might get even better material later on, maybe this year and a year from now. Like it just maybe. makes you feel, especially
0: like, with the positive reactions that he's getting.
1: Yes, yes, and and, and it's like, and, and you're right. And as a matter of fact, from the Eminem show to okay, so it was Eminem show, then encore, then re, uh, then encore, and then encore. He had his hiatus and yeah. a relapse. Relapse to me is a masterpiece, but. The one thing that I felt was missing on Relapse was from Relapse all the way to Revival is although like his lyrical level went up and and his flow you know he he switched up the flow and everything I didn't I felt like he held himself back on some of his sentiments until Kamikaze yeah and that's what I appreciate about this this, this is like old Eminem. In 2018, yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like that is and
0: it's crazy that you say that because remember on I want to say recovery, where he talks about how being in like that that drug addicted state, where he like kind of had the urge to like diss a bunch of rappers. He yeah. talks about that, but he's like, you can't even write a decent punchline because you're all high and shit. Like he's kind of like talking to himself. Yeah. And you're right about that. It was, it was one of those things where I remember when Relapse came out, that was the one thing that, well, that I agree with you, that album, in my opinion, is a masterpiece. And I think there's a lot of people that don't see it like that because there's times that I've told that to people and they will be like, Relapse, really? But then when you start breaking it down, it's like, oh, they kind of see like the, the, the perspective. You know what it is too,
1: just to add to your point? It's more of a horrorcore type rap. But horrorcore done at an elite level, like the, you
0: think so though, because horrorcore is kind of like, like grungy and and that's what I'm saying and like, sloppy. This was not sloppy. It's very it, technical. It wasn't
1: sloppy, and it was very technical. But it still had the elements because it even I think it even won awards, like saying like or or at least it was put on the list as like the top horrorcore album. So it's like they do regard it being part of that realm and having those elements added with the skill of Eminem it's like that's how you, that's why you get that see we're talking about horrorcore like like if we're talking movies it's like we were used to like horrorcore being like some grindhouse shit yeah whereas he took the elements and then did yeah, his, his, I, his I, thing yeah,
0: I it yeah I, w- I had some elements of it I don't know if I would just buckle down and go as far as say that it was a horrorcore rap album no it definitely had elements yeah. but to me what I what I saw more of uh, from it is that it took a lot of the um, the allegories of like horror movies, yes. and he applied them to him as a rapper. Yeah, in in like being like the serial killer, like yes. because it, it, if if you look at like a horror movie, and if you're if you're breaking down the horror movie, uh, like all of its elements, like you're breaking down you're breaking it down from a psychological level. And, like, you're just, like, intellectually breaking down all the factors. Yeah. There really is nothing more dominant than the serial killer. Yeah. And and I, and I that's what you get in 3 a.m. And 3 a.m. Yes. is, like, so poetic because, essentially, he's talking about, like, it being the peak of the night. Because, like, if you know anything, m. like, 3 a.m. is, like, pretty much the peak of the night before you're starting to move towards the light again. Yeah. So it's like this is the peak of the night. This is the yeah. peak of my career. This is look at what I've accomplished. All these dead bodies. Like it's all like yeah. it, it's 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 very poetic.
1: Then adding the silence of the land. That's what I love about that. It, is it, the, you put the lotion on it, the bucket. Yeah, exactly. But oh, but God. I
0: think there was that that level. There's a thought. Uh, there's a level of thought that goes into it that. A lot of people. I don't know if they're necessarily either willing to go to or they just didn't see it maybe maybe it's one of those things where it's like to you have to be a horror movie connoisseur to yeah. uh, get that you know what I'm saying honestly maybe but, maybe that's what it is
1: in an album like that I think you have to be you have to be more than just a rap fan you see what I'm saying like you have to it, it's because it, see relapse I, I, you, when you get an album that that's an amazing album you're not it almost transcends its genre, and 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 I feel like people weren't looking for that. But like, yeah. if you really break it down, it's so cerebral. It's like
0: fuck. Like, how do you? I I don't even. And that's why it's, it's important. Art. And I've we've talked about this before when it comes to to you know critiquing art and media. It's important to have some sort of an objective form of rating things, because. There's a lot of people that I know for a fact, they didn't like Relapse. And to this day, they just don't fuck with the album. But objectively speaking, you cannot tell me that that wasn't a great album. See, sometimes people take things as a matter of opinion. Well, well that's a matter of opinion. That's a matter of opinion. Sure, and this was what I said like a few weeks ago, how in a matter of opinion, I like Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey verse better more than than uh what was the was uh atonement or
1: yeah yeah, like like
0: but i gather that atonement is a better made movie yeah objectively speaking yeah yeah so (laughs) that's my point is like whether it's like your your taste or like what you like like right now somebody could play 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 me like a country album and while i'm not i'm not like a, a huge country music fan There are elements that I could pull out that I could tell you, oh, okay, that was done skillfully. Whether this is my type of music or not, whether I'll ever listen to this shit again or not, I could tell you this was mixed well, the vocals were done well on that. There has to be some sort of of objective way. So there's people that will be like, oh, well, just how you feel about relapse, that's how I feel about revival. Yeah, but now that's when that's your opinion. But no. now if we look at these things objectively and from a technical aspect breaking it there, down there's no comparison. No. And that's my point. And so so yeah, but uh he definitely he definitely was able to to thrust himself back into relevancy and I really wish that he was able to do that he was able to do that with like other facets of of society and whatnot but oh that but I, I was trying to think of the point i was i was trying to make um was that i remember us thinking that when uh, relapse came out it was like a crazy time in rap like 50 cent had a lot of beefs and all of this time mm-hmm. all of these things and it was a time where i really thought that m was going to come out and be like all right, Fifth, I got your back. Like I'm gonna, you know, get in it, and 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 that's what I think. The what the point you were illustrating yeah. earlier was, he hasn't done that since you know the the Marshall Mathers LP M M&M show days. Yeah. You know, until now.
1: Yes, and it's like it's just natural. You and just it came it.
0: very natural. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So to me, what 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 that tells me is that maybe all of this time. It was either like an uncertainty, or just kind of playing it safe. Which another thing that we said about revival is like he. it feels like he's trying to play it safe. It doesn't feel like Eminem.
1: Yeah. Not only that, but like okay, so he's just name dropping, and and we didn't even in, in the in the breeze through that we did of the album, we didn't even. I, I, I listening to it again, I was like, oh shit, he just MGK. So that was on the Not Like, which on the song Not Like, he takes the Migos type flow and and, and hook, and then you know kind of sat uses a, a satire. Royce the Five nine did his thing, and then and, and then that's when Eminem went at at MGK. Then just riddled with shots at Drake, which I think is good, like because 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 I feel that as.
0: Necessary. Yeah,
1: it's necessary right now with what you saw with what Pusha T is doing. Um with this has been a special summer
0: when oh, it comes absolutely. to Absolutely. You it's, can't I mean, when was the last time we had a summer this great when it came to rap? Yeah. Although it, there's there's it's full of there's still the garbage out there. Yes. But but I mean the greats have really showed up this summer.
1: Yeah, and, and it's like, okay. You know, I'm a fan of MGKs. I'm, you know, I am not a big fan of Tyler the Creator. I'm not a big fan of of uh, Earl Sweatshirts. I don't think that they're bad. I just that's not my thing. But he goes at them. He goes at Joe Button. He went at, at uh, Lord uh, Jamar, which which we talked a little bit about it on the video. But like Lord Jamar has has been pretty critical of Eminem in well, the past. Well,
0: white rappers in general. Oh, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. In general, white rappers and. And Eminem has always been quiet. So I, I, I never saw Eminem talking about that. So, like, you could tell the fearlessness is back. Yeah. And, like, he's taking shots at anybody. And, like, a lot of those guys that he took shots at, as many as them that were bad, there are very good. Like, if Joe Budden decides to get on the booth, like, okay, Eminem. Like, you know, I, I feel like Eminem will still win, but I feel like it's like, damn, Joe Budden's going to – who, try and get who out, out of
0: everybody that he, he mentioned do you feel he should be the most worried about if you had to pick one?
1: Um, Joe Budden or MGK. A lot of people sleep on MGK, but MGK, he's a very versatile rapper. I don't think that they'll... I, even them at their peak, because let me see, I'm trying to think of everybody. Yeah, I think that out of those two, those are the most skilled, but like they're just... It's not even comparable. As a matter of fact, um, you know Logic that day came out with a diss
0: song for MGK2. Really? Because MGK seems like he's getting into it with a lot of people because now he's into it with G-Eazy as well.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, yeah, not Logic, not Logic. My bad, my g Easy, g Easy, g came out with a, oh, with a diss I, track. I, oh,
0: yeah, that would have been crazy. I, I didn't know anything. Yeah, that's how I was like, I didn't know anything was going on between him and Logic. But, yeah, I know him and G-Eazy. Yeah, so
1: G-Eazy and MGK, I guess, they don't like each other. And, and actually, g on the song explains it, but it's just so funny because G-Eazy is so g dedicated a whole song to MGK. Eminem just, uh, you know, a couple bars. And in the couple bars to Eminem, this oh, yeah. MGK, it was like, it was a knockout. It was like a one-round, 30-second knockout. Whereas with G-Eazy, it's like, damn, I think G-Eazy might lose this one, yeah. you know?
0: Oh, yeah. G-Eazy doesn't stand a chance against MGK. Yeah. It's not even funny.
1: So I would say those, who, who do you think?
0: Uh, I would say MGK is the one he most has to worry about because... Joe Budden, he has uh, other things on his plate. I know he has his podcast. He also has this uh, show that he's about to start with, Revolt. Uh, oh, so, you, so you're saying most most likely to diss him back. I'm saying if any of those were going to diss him back, the, the one that he has most, he should be worried about most, I would say is MGK. Because another thing is, like I said... Joe Budden has all that stuff to worry about, so if he was even going to write a diss record towards Eminem, I don't know if it, he would spend the time yeah. to dedicate to it. That's number one. Number two, MGK could actually keep up with Eminem in terms of like that fast flow, which yeah. not a lot of people can do. <laughs> Yes, and some might argue that MGK is better at it, like the fast flow. Yeah. Some might argue that I don't know. I I don't necessarily agree with that, but I've I've heard that argument made before. Yeah, when yeah. it when it comes to fast flow, and MGK, like as as a, a younger man, is sort of like a, starting to approach his prime. Yeah, yeah, and like he's been touring, so like he's in the zone. I yeah. think. MGK might see this as a great opportunity to boost his career. Yeah, it, you know what I'm saying. Which is was I think I told you the other day that uh, there's a there will there was an Instagram clip of MGK like popping a bottle of champagne and like shaking it like laughing joyously listening to the song. Yeah, it was like real villainous. Like, yeah,
1: I liked it. I liked that. Oh, oh you saw I, it. Yeah, yeah, I I, I liked because when you told me, I was like, let me see. Uh. I like that, like, and I like that he approached it that way. You know, I got this but like, I'm a, It made me seem like I got. I'm, I'm ready to fight.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, which I think would be would be interesting for rap. So, now, I, I, if I had to pick, I would say MGK is probably the biggest threat.
1: Yeah. Now Eminem caught some flack for for using the word. Well, he didn't see because you're not supposed to use the word faggot. So who says? Well, 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 you know, like if you notice, he centered stuff. Like, uh, I think on the Dr. Dre album, he, I think it was like the rape word, yeah, and 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 then now it's faggot. So that's like now it's like, and and in that and the but who's actual. Who's making
0: these calls? Like, is it is it them that I, are making? I, I think the, it's an actual rule.
1: I, yeah, because like if you notice. Why would he censor it? If Eminem said it, right? Eminem pretty much gave you the idea of it. Why wouldn't he just say the word? But
0: I wonder if maybe the label is is not okay with it. it. it
1: and yeah, and and to me, that's where it's like the message is still getting through, though.
0: The message is getting through, but still there is a sense of 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 it. Still gives it a sense of I, I held back.
1: I see what you're saying, but it almost seems like it makes it seem like i'm just i'm just, i'm not saying it because i'm being censored type thing i don't know it, it's
0: yeah but but that's and that's why i asked that question i wonder who it is that's making that call to yeah, leak yeah. that stuff out because if it's Eminem or or the producer or the people involved in making the record to me that gives it a sense of oh i'm holding back but now if when they let the, the label hear the album and the label is like, oh, no, that has to get bleeped out or whatever. Then, okay, whatever. Like, you have no choice. Yeah, yeah. That's my thing. But I, I go go on with your point.
1: Well, yeah, so, so pretty much the people have not been happy about that just in general media. They were, like, bashing him. And then, like, the most outspoken person was uh Dan Reynolds from Imagine Dragons saying, like, oh... That's hateful and you shouldn't be using that word and, and this, this and that.
0: Yeah, I disagree with that. I don't think that there's any word in the world that any person can't use. Yeah. Like in, in in a certain context or or whatever. Like I, I can, I, I don't abide by that.
1: But even then, it's like you, you could, he's not even using it as hate or not as hate in that way. You know, like, like there's people that
0: just use the word when we grew up that was just a word we used. no but but isn't isn't tired of the creator gay though he is gay but it's like i mean i mean i he he is using the way that he is using the word in that way then but But but, you see what i'm saying like well no because you're you're what you're saying is i think what what you're what you're trying to illustrate is that it's like he used it because it rhymed
1: See, because he would have said gay had he, had he nah, been able
0: to... see, if he would have said that about, like, MGK, who clearly isn't gay, but yeah. it's, like... It, it's, It's like, a different yeah. thing, like, when, like, you see a bunch of Hispanics call each other nigger versus, like, a, a white, white guy call him the, that, like... Oh, well, because there's a lot to unpack with this shit. Yeah, this shit's... Like, like if you see a bunch of Hispanics say that shit... To me it's always been off putting. It's like especially if they're not like like black Hispanics. Because you know they got like the, the Hispanics that but are see, like to
1: black people it's not off putting. See like, how we grew up to
0: some black people it is off putting to hear Hispanics say it, which I don't I don't blame them. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I don't think that it should cause like an outcry, but I get like why it would be off putting because it's like why are you saying that? Yeah. You're not, you're not that, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, like yeah, at yeah. least like some, some like Hispanics are like black Hispanics. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. like my father is a black Hispanic. Yeah. Like that's, that's different than, than like, uh, uh like the, there's like blue, white hair, blue eyed Hispanic. Like, you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, 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 There's, there's, as they say, there's levels to the shit. <laughs> But but my thing is I don't mean to like muddy the waters and make it all complicated. That's why I don't I don't necessarily get outraged when people say certain things. I feel like anybody has the right to say anything. Yeah. But what I'm saying is, if a white person calls a black person a nigger, yeah, there's and like there's like well, like that that was that was racist unless like nigger is his name you know it's like no because (laughs) like like because you know i think in there's like a mark twain book or something where there's a character named nigger jim yeah so it's like oh okay nigger jim well that's his name yeah yeah. but but if if you're calling some like a white person says nigger well that's how you mean it like that i mean whatever like whether you think he has the right to say it or not yeah I think he has the right to say it. I, yes, I mean, yes. I think it's fucked up that he's saying it in yeah. that. context. And he might catch an ass whooping and for in saying that it. Context, yeah. but I do acknowledge that that is his right. Just like I, I acknowledge that this is Eminem's right to say it. But I do think he means it. In, in oh, you see, what I'm saying? it's coming off in that way. Like I yeah. have to say, like, but I know, I know what you're saying because, but, it, but it, it I is, still it's, don't it's ta- a literal sense of. But I still don't take it, it. I don't take something like that as like this person hates gay people yeah uh, that's well, what, I, what mean. I take it yeah. as as like this faggot yeah who, this guy who's gay yeah is upsetting me so I'm calling you a faggot but I don't think that's like because you feel that way about that particular gay person it means you feel like that about all gay people yeah
1: yeah and I
0: think that's where where these goofies that are criticizing him for saying it, yeah. it is like okay but there's a little bit of a backstory here calm down I I don't you're you're kind of jumping the gun. That's that's my point.
1: Yeah, and not, not only that too. It's like in the realm of 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 rap, there's so much shit besides like the obvious that that like gets touched on. You know what I'm saying? Why aren't you outraged about? Because I feel like it's a slippery slope. Talking about slippery slope, it reminds me of the Paul Rosenberg skit. It's all oh, well. You you are you gonna get a critics? Because then you're gonna have to make another album, getting at the critics of of the album where you got at critics yeah, but but it's like it is a slippery slope because then then it's like okay you start thinking you're outraged that he used the word faggot but then you're okay when rappers are talking about popping pills
0: right you know and, what I'm saying like, that, well, it's just a slippery slope well of... Eminem Eminem so so fucking brilliantly touched on this so many years ago in Encore mm-hmm. you find me offensive I find you offensive for finding me offensive yeah. so now who who wins? Who wins? Yeah. So so now, if 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 uh, dude, whoever from Imagine Dragons is like, oh well, I'm outraged because Eminem used the f word. It's hateful. It's like, and Eminem could easily be like, well, I find it hateful that you don't respect my First Amendment right of freedom of speech. So yeah. now, who's who's more legit? Who's you know who's are you? And there goes and the that, slippery slope of shit. Exactly, and that's why those people. Should leave it alone. Now I would see if he made a whole record just like bashing gay people. Well, then <laughs> <Yeah>. that's different, <laughs> I'm gonna kill him. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, but but he didn't do that. He talked about one one guy call him a failure, who happens to be gay, who has he has a particular gripe with. I yeah. don't necessarily take that As and 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 apply it to to every to every person. Yeah. But see, that's me, and like. That's because I live in the real world, and I realize that like there's people that have that have misdeeds and missteps, and and I and I realize that sometimes you could feel a certain way about a particular person, and not feel that way about everybody else that's in in that particular race. So yeah. no, as uh, I don't.
1: Now I know we've we've I mean we've kind of covered a little deeper uh, on the lyrics, and I know we got to move on, but I just want to touch up on this. We uh, on on the video that we did on on the album, we kind of ranked it at least you know for it being the the first listen on where it is on our Eminem list, which is a lot harder. And you know I, I think as time progresses and we see what unfolds of it, it might go up, it might go down, it might you know. But I feel like what is more relevant with this album is that 2018 has been filled with great music. Where do you rank this album? with every other album or oh, hip hop album that's come this out this year yeah and that's a tough one cause, yeah cause,
0: very tough Uh
1: yeah I find myself comparing and obviously it's not comparable in, in, in many ways in the sense of like the subject matter but Daytona and this album because I feel that this album touches on a lot more and actually I was even having this argument with DC on, on our group text and, and he did bring up a good point. Like, this has a lot of levels to it. But what held it back were those three tracks to me as a, as a body of work. Is it enough to be better than Daytona even with those three extra tracks because Daytona was just so flawless from start to finish?
0: Yeah. Or? My assessment of that comparison is I would give the edge to – kamikaze for this reason and this reason alone that if Pusha T had got at Drake as blatant as Eminem got at these rappers on his album
1: yeah,
0: I think Pusha T would have had the edge because I would have been like that's what rap needed see Pusha T on the actual album on Infrared he got at at Drake kind of subliminally yeah like, even at the new rap I, I think I think a lot of people like recognized who he was talking about yeah but it was still more subliminal than how blatant this was and I think I I think rap needed like a Donald Trump type of character yeah. type of personality and I think Eminem is that when yeah. it comes to rap he has that personality and that's one of the reasons why I was really so surprised that he didn't fuck with Trump because I always seeing their personalities as so very similar. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But but this is what rap needed. Like, all these rappers needed to, like, be told this shit. Yeah. Pusha, as skillful as it was, he, I wish he would have did that. Like, like, if somehow the story of added on could have been obviously couldn't have had that beat because that was a jay-z beat but if that record with a different beat obviously could have somehow been on on daytona yeah i would say daytona wins but because eminem was a little bit more fearless than pusha t was because if you talk about if we're talking about the structure of the albums pusha t probably gets the edge because because Eminem, there w- there were some missteps on this album, yeah. but but and and Pusha T's album was shorter and more concise, obviously. Yes. So that's a little bit easier to put together. If we're talking about if we're talking about lyricism, obviously Eminem has the edge. Very few people can keep up with it. If we're talking about potency, they're about equal. Yes. So it's like now, like you you're starting to get into like the the nitpick of it. Yeah. Cause if you're talking about like mix and mastering, Pushas probably gets the edge by a slight margin. Because uh, this one, a slight margin, but yeah. but I I would say like slightly. And two, again, he gets has that benefit because it's shorter, yes, so easier to accomplish.
1: But Eminem's is more contemporary.
0: Is I it? Mean, you think so? Yeah, more I mean, contemporary.
1: The 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 sound wise or yeah, what sound wise production wise. I feel that. Kamikaze
0: has a lot more trap and 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 eight oh eight ish type beats. But you know, trap is music is not the only like music. Like, well, I, well, yeah, but I I, I don't know. I, I would say contemporary wise, they're about even. I don't think M and M's is really that much more contemporary sounding. Actually, I would actually have to 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 to. To go back and say that I think Pushers is is more contemporary. Because there's a lot of there's Production a lot of voice? there's there's a lot of beats on on kamikaze that have like that wacky that wacky tone to them and that's that's not contemporary at all. Yes. Yeah, so, I don't mind it, yeah, but yeah, yeah. but it's not a contemporary sound. But then you get like the fucking joiner Lucas Eminem, which yeah, is just like Yeah, but but if we're talking of. about like like a, a concise sound from top to bottom and a cohesive sound i would say like pushes has the edge and that
1: oh yeah 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 per, like uh the Co- sound just meshes better
0: cohesiveness yeah. but then also that goes with the contemporary because that that it, it's it's cohesive it's all sounds similar where there are some tracks on on the m album that don't sound as contemporary as others.
1: Yeah, like Stepping Stone. That sounded a lot more like old school, yeah, encore-ish.
0: Yeah, it did. It, it had a very like encore-ish curtain call type of vibe to yeah. it. Well, again, I didn't mind, but it wasn't a, a like a contemporary sound. Yeah. So what I will say is um in that regard, in that particular regard, I would give pushes the edge. But with what rap needs. And like if we're talking about like culturally impactful, yeah, you can't you you can't help but give it to the MM album just because yeah, yeah. of how fearless it was. So but now again This is a good conversation to have. Yeah. Where, it, where it, you're uh, comparing two albums uh, but, that are this great. But if 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 again, if you're t- if somehow the story of Addon was on Daytona, then yeah, I give Daytona the edge because then that, that's what rap needed as well. Like Drake needed to get this Drake yeah. needed to get exposed like for who and what he is. And also I think what was so what was so pleasant about the story of Adinon and as you you saw yourself when we went to the Pusha T concert at the House of Blues. Yeah. There is a clear-cut difference between Pusha T fans and Drake fans. And oh, there and is. that's lovely. Like that's yeah. good to know what side you're on. You know what I'm saying? Yes. So for anybody out there that's listening to this and is a Pusha T fan over over Drake feel good like you should feel good like yeah. like you're on the s- side of authenticity. Yes. Yes. So uh one question before we move on I have a question for you. This was a question that was uh I guess we were kind of challenged about by one of our friends. Do you think yeah. that not liking a work and criticizing a past work of a particular artist yeah. makes you not a fan of that artist?
1: you're you're a fan if you're honest about your favorite artists. So I feel like
0: I think that makes you more of a fan if you're yeah, critical of it.
1: Yeah, because I feel that the honesty of it because when Eminem Revival was sad, it was a sad moment for me because like I was used to Eminem being the greatest. So when I heard Revival and I was disappointed First of all, I was honest. Second of all, that shit hurt more than probably anyone who just does, like, oh, yeah, Eminem, I was horrible. You know what I'm saying? That shit hurt because, like, God damn, like, this is what we need is a guy like him, and and he's on this. So I feel, you know, I've been critical of a lot of current 50 Cent, you know, projects. Just like some of the songs that I've liked, but it's like you got to be honest, and and as a fan, you got to know what, what uh, what's real, you know? And that was one theme. And then you you actually even touched on it with revival, as you could tell that Eminem wasn't himself. You're not being yourself. You're, 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 you're you were being PC in the sense of like you were, you were trying to ride the wave of whatever the fuck was going on, but you were trying to take a side, and and it just wasn't you. It's not. You're not, as uh, Charlamagne, the guy Thorogood, <laughs> Eminem, that's what he called him. Uh-huh. He's like, yeah, I don't like Thoroughgood Eminem. And, like, I completely agree with that sentiment. Like, because he's like, oh, the politically, the, the woke Eminem. Yeah. It's not it's not you, so yeah, stop it.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah, Charlamagne was, was on point when he said that. Like, I don't like the woke Eminem, yeah.
1: And, and as a fan, and I'm talking about, like, since the Slim Shady LP to Revival, I've listened to every fucking song, the D12 albums. I mean, Stepping Stone on this album meant a lot to me as a fan because I didn't like that, and we talked about that when Eminem did the, was doing the stuff with Slaughterhouse. We were like, "What's up? Like, why, why isn't he doing anything with D12?" Like, it, it, you know, it left a sour taste in our mouths because we didn't have the answers. to well, it.
0: Well, no, you and Donnell felt like that. I didn't feel like that at the time. Like, I, yeah. I, I understood the move. Like, I. Yeah. I felt at the time like, like D 12s time had passed. Now yeah. I did granted I didn't know all that stuff was going on behind the scenes yeah. and those sentiments. But I didn't feel like that. Like I remember vividly, like when that happened. I remember you like we talked about it and like you and Donnell felt more so like that. But yeah. I was like, yeah, you know what? Like times change, like you gotta kind of yeah. like go on with You know what what what
1: what made it where where it didn't feel good was that you could tell. Something I don't know. Being a fan, you could tell. Yeah, that they were. There was the distance. Definitely. There was the distance aspect, and and knowing that they they made good music, and even in the, even in the in in, in uh, stepping stone, he mentions like you know the the rock star song from Bizarre, mm-hmm. which I thought was a badass song for Bizarre. I was actually surprised they came out with a whole, you know, album, and not, let alone like a rock star type song, D12 sounding song, and it's like, you know. I just felt like that answered a lot of questions. Yeah. And it was so honest and raw that you can't even, you know, I just felt satisfied as a fan. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. I feel I feel you, you're you the ultimate fan. Yeah, If you can be that honest.
0: And, and for anybody that knows me, they know that I am a huge Tom Brady fan, and I've been very critical of some of his performances in certain Super Bowls or certain big games, but I don't know anybody who's more of a fan than Tom Brady than me. So it is one of those things where – yeah. I think it makes you more of a fan. Yeah. Moving on. Masculinity, what does it mean to you? God
1: ah, damn. means that you're fucking going out there, hunting for food, bringing it home, fucking bloodied and just full of fucking testosterone.
0: Yeah. Probably, probably, <laughs> it's probably
1: toxic. It's probably pretty toxic. It's very toxic. It's very toxic. No, but... You know, masculinity is masculinity. Whatever the definition is, obviously, we use language to be able to communicate. So
0: So. why does bonobos want to change the definition of masculinity? But before you answer, let me give a brief overview of what we're talking about. So uh, yesterday, one of our friends sent us this video. I guess... I don't know. It's like a a public service announcement from Bonobos. Uh, ultimately, it ended up being an advertisement, but it was defined masculinity, and they set a bunch of guys down, different creeds, backgrounds, races, some more feminine, the others than others, and they asked them what masculinity is. So they start off by reading the definition of masculinity, and then they go on to say how the definition doesn't describe them well then that means that if the definition doesn't describe you then that means that you're not masculine just because something doesn't describe you doesn't doesn't mean that that like you can just change it at will that's essentially like a fat person saying oh skinny means skinny means being thin being fit being able to fit in this particular size well no to me skinny means being obese, well, no, that's why, again, obese. to correlate with what you said, that's why we have definitions, Yes. and you're not that definition. Why are you trying to change something just so for at face value, and and, and as soon as it, it touches your precious little eardrums, it could be accepting yeah. to you?
1: Yeah. I mean, if, if Tyrion from Game of Thrones came up to me, he's like, I'm 6'3", I'd laugh in his fucking face. Because he's obviously like four eleven, or whatever the hell, probably shorter than that. That's what you are. That's right. why we have a metric system. I'm six three. You're four eleven. There's nothing wrong with it. You'll be great in your own way, and that's it. End of story. So, I feel that. What was the question you asked me? You said, uh, "Oh, what's what's Whoa. what does it mean to me? Yeah. What well, means what? What the, the definition is?" And you know what? Google will explain to me what the definition is. Masculine. And in case you don't know how to say it. <laughs> um, so, okay. So, as one, two, I'll read all three of the definitions. All right. One, having qualities or appearance traditionally associated with men, especially strength and aggressiveness. Toxic. Yeah. That's <laughs> Synonyms. Macho, manly, muscular, muscly, strong, strapping, well-built, rugged, robust, brawny, heavy, heavy-built, powerful,
0: red-blooded, vigorous. <laughs> yeah, that was, the red-blooded one they, in, in the video, the dude is like, red-blooded? That is a little off-putting. Like, what the fuck does that mean, yeah, red-blooded?
1: Yeah, but, yeah I'll, t- I'll, I'll give them that. Like, red-blooded, what the fuck? <laughs> There's women that are red-blooded. There's uh, feminine people, men that are red-blooded. So, yeah. They get a point for that one. (laughs) Two, of or denoting a gender of nouns and adjectives conventionally regarded as male, the male sex or gender. That's the third one, by the way. And the masculine as the norm. So that's just the definition of it. So you trying to redefine some shit is just you trying to play the wave of this overly sensitive.
0: Why do you think people would wanna redefine that word?
1: It's just the, the the narrative. I mean, we've we've touched on this countless of times in the sense of like what society is is moving towards. Or well, I, I don't want to say society because I don't think society is moving towards. I think what society is being persuaded to move towards, mm-hmm. right? With the feminist movement, with uh, with uh, you know. I mean, if if, if, if you want to go past just gender, we could do the whole race thing. And, you know, the identity politics s- stuff, the ugly side of, of everything, right? Like, the mm-hmm. let's play this victim card or let's play, uh, like, you know, we've been programmed to be this way type thing as as opposed to, like, things have run its natural course and that's how things work, right? And I feel like that that's just that that's what what people want from from the realm of uh i guess the uh the intelligentsia right Mm -hmm. that's what they're trying to move towards oh we're better than this let's rethink everything let's let's really look delve deep into this and i feel like that's where they make the mistake is like you're thinking about stuff that that it's already like you, you you're just overthinking it's it's
0: like trying to reinvent the
1: wheel so Re- to speak yeah but reinvent the wheel on things that th- th- doesn't need reinvention right like when 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 you have a, a kid and then we actually have made this point before I, I, I forgot the name of the, of the like the prominent feminist they raised their daughter telling her oh these are the colors that you could choose from that's your favorite and like you could you don't have to play with Barbies like you could do this and then the girl just gravitated towards playing with Barbies and liking the color pink. Mm-hmm. That's just what she felt comfortable with. And they actively tried to sway her from not being, you know, I guess introduced feminine. to that, yeah, being feminine. And it's like, you're not letting nat- nature run its course. And, and at that point, you know, you're, you're not really... You're overthinking it at this point. You're overthinking
0: yeah. it. trying to, again, reinvent the wheel. Yeah,
1: like, in, 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 in any, if, if, if any case, like, you should be like, hey, you could be who you want to be and be proud of that and just know that, you know, you got to be a... Obviously, there's a certain set of rules as you grow up, right? That's the, the whole point of ethics and morality. Like, you know, there, there's a certain set of rules. That you, like, if you want to murder people, that's probably like, no, you shouldn't be good at that. And you probably shouldn't, you know, like feel like that, that this is where you got to be obviously. But what I'm saying, if it's not that there's rules to this and and you can't really like redefine these things, no matter how, how hard you try. And one thing I was proud of with this video, which actually I didn't notice because the, the ad's been out for a while, you know, so, so, you know, I've seen it, I showed it to you once and it's like, okay, whatever. That's what the company wanted to to sell, but like as I was scrolling through the comments, it was just like they were bashing that commercial.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And then when I saw the likes and dislikes, it was like thirty eight thousand dislikes as opposed to like nineteen thousand dislikes. You know, so it was like it was a, more people disliked the video than than liked it. And that's why I say that I
0: feel that it's more so. So 19,000 likes versus 38,000 dislikes. Dislikes, yeah. So, 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 so yeah, less. Way more people dislike. Yeah, it. way more. She almost doubled. If you yeah.
1: Looked at the numbers, I'm like, damn. Which actually shocked me a little bit. But but then that's why it made me also realize that it's more so the people, I guess, and it's going to make me sound like a conspiracy theorist, but like the people in power that are trying to make you feel this way
0: yeah and it's it's fringe it's not that is not the norm because again those numbers the dislikes the comments all of that it does kind of show that to be evident Mm. but then what about the guys that buy into it because clearly there are some that buy into it and like in the video these guys you know as as they're reading the definition of of masculine all brawny strong all of that, they're like, oh, that doesn't describe me at all. And then some of them are like, you know, super feminine, and and it's they're like, oh, well, you know, that's 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 not me. That's not. Obviously, there is a segment of men that buy into it, and they have their belief and whatever. Obviously, one, they're a little bit foolish if you will because it's like okay if you're not that you don't that doesn't mean you just change the definition of the word that means you're not that but why do you think they're buying into it? Why why are they buying into it? I think that like why would any man buy into that?
1: I think it's the easier thing to do to live a lie and to tell yourself that, right? Because it makes you feel like, oh well, they're wrong and I'm right. When in reality, what you're doing is you're in for a rude awakening because that's just, like, one thing about just life and society, it has, a, it, it has a a way, reality has a way of just fucking knocking at your door. And then at that point, if you're lying to yourself, shit, Godspeed. Because you have to look at, at things in general, generally speaking, like, from a realistic point of view. Mm-hmm. Whether you agree or or now I wouldn't even say agree or disagree. Whether you like it or not, is like that's just the way you should look at things. And like for those for those people that say, oh well, you know that that doesn't define me, but I'm still masculine. Well, no, you're not, and that's just it. It's okay, it's fine. You know, if 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 you're not an alpha male, or you're a beta male, or if you know, it is what it is, and it's better just to be honest about it because when you're honest about the the. When you're honest about it, that means that you're really looking deep into into the definition, and 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 then because you're looking deep into the definition, you're better understanding of who you are, and happier right. in your you know. But you the
0: understand? idea that they would want to make the definition something that it isn't signifies that the word itself is important or should hold some sort of significance, but they want the definition, the meaning of it, everything that goes along with that significance yeah. to be different. It's almost like I want to be a millionaire, but I don't want to do the hard work to get to being a millionaire. So I do agree with you in the sense that you said it's easier to buy in. It's easier to to say, oh, I'm like weak and scrawny, and I would not... You know, uh, defend my woman against a fly, but I, you could still call me masculine. Yeah. So, so I, I I think it's partly that, but then the deeper reasoning behind why one would want to buy into such a thing, especially coming from like a clothes advertisement, I think it has a lot to do with the sexual marketplace why one would buy into it. And and the reason why is this. I find, and we've we've covered this segmented, but I think this particular ad and what we're talking about and that particular word masculinity makes a lot of things come together. Because masculinity has gone from being like a great thing, attractive thing that women like, women feel secure. uh, Even, even... Even other men, like, 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 like if you're, if we're like hooping and you know what I'm saying, like we're, we're playing ball. Yeah. You don't want the motherfucker that like is, is gonna like fucking run around and like have a bloody nose. And like after every sprint, he needs to like have his asthma pump and he's about to fall out. Like. It's just like dude don't even play just sit on the side like you're you're all <laughs> fucked up. Yeah. Not that you think you're better than them. It's like yo like this is not for you. Yeah. But now like you're fucking up the game because like we needed a person and you yeah. can't be that.
1: You're not masculine.
0: Right. <laughs> so so even even other men uh, like want that that's appreciated or it's like you're not going to call that same dude that like I just described till like, I help you move you know what i'm saying
1: yeah or like yeah.
0: fucking help you plow your yard like we recently did to your yard like oh yeah you yeah. know what i'm saying like you're not gonna call dude you're gonna call him up with a swole as fuck to come through like <laughs> the no. kid i need you <laughs> yeah, <no>. but uh a <laughs> little self-glorification but uh <laughs> little self-glorification there or nobody <laughs> no but uh <laughs> but uh but that's my point is like, you rely on these things or just like how many times growing up yeah. have one of us been in a situation where we thought like we might have like some adversaries and uh, we call each other up like, yo, I'm over here, man. I don't know what's going down. Yeah, You're not gonna call a group of guys like that, like the scrawny dude, you're gonna call your guys that you know are down to fight, down till like, I have your back all that. Yeah. So that's my point is even men appreciate masculinity to a degree so women find it attractive and 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 then men they they appreciate it so it went from that to like the feminist movement and a lot of people on the left saying that somehow this is toxic like it's no good yeah. this is wrong so now that it's like okay it went from being that what it is to now oh it's toxic to now oh like let's reinvent the word like like let's make it let's make it different yeah. And then what happens is the men that buy into these changes of definition are the ones that I feel are trying to position themselves as best as possible in the sexual marketplace. Because you don't let's say the hot girl on Instagram she's um she's like reading those comments that you said that and then and like one comment that you pointed out that i found pretty funny is they didn't interview one man for this this uh this (laughs) ad which is funny because it's all men but obviously obviously he's speaking from a perspective that a lot of women would say is toxic yes so now let's say that now let's say there's an Instagram model or some hot chick or the or, or or the the girl that he wants or maybe dude is not like luckily we're girls or whatever that finds that shit like repulsive and like yes. or maybe she posts on social media oh toxic masculinity because that shit catches on like a disease yeah. and now oh she wants to say it and then this bitch wants to say it and every bitch wants to say this the same message without even like really like looking in depth into it so now dude thinking. Yeah based off of the appearance and bait going off of what this chick is saying who really doesn't know what the fuck she's talking about is like, oh, well, I can't... Maybe I don't necessarily feel like this is... What I'm saying is toxic, this comment, but I should probably not say these things in public or openly, or I should openly embrace this bullshit yeah. so that I can appeal... I can be more appealing in the sexual marketplace because this is what women seem, at least I think it looks like they 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 want. But then you find out down the road that they that may not be the case.
1: Actually, you literally just glued everything together because okay, you go to their website, right? And and the attire that's being sold by them is just like we were mentioning the the like obviously <laughs> like not just millennials are intellectuals or you know that you could be an intellectual just in general but when i when i was talking about the intelligentsia it's like the, the college you know the college level people the people that are having these discussions the, the And and then if you live
0: in an echo chamber of their own language, yeah,
1: their own language, their own world. Add the fact that they're millennials, and then if you start thinking about those people and how they dress, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, like the Harvard guy, he's gonna wear like some shit that Childish Gambino is wearing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so add the the hip aspect of it. So maybe even the fact that they had thirty eight thousand dislikes and had nineteen thousand dislikes. It doesn't really. Does it matter? Do those people even care? Like, is I, the 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 message get through, right? To to the to the right people, and then and then from there, it's like those are the type of people that would you know dress like that. You know what I mean? Like, and I'm not saying it's it's, it's bad to dress like that, but it is a, a much more feminine look. Yeah. Right. Like I'm looking at one of the pictures here. The dude has tight pink pants and a shirt with what looks like pink flowers it's like a dress shirt with pink flowers you know a lot of a lot of it looks like even what what these new rappers mm-hmm. are looking like so to so, to them it's like they're just seeing dollar signs yeah and looking at that
0: and then if you if the, and 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 you all and you sell it Because obviously sex sells and for young guys or men in general, really, not just young men, you can you can sell a lot of shit to them if you promise that what you're selling them is going to get them some sex.
1: Exactly. Exactly. And then and then and then if you add the the whole class divide is you'll know the type of like literally like if you come to Chicago, if you go to Rush Street, it's going to be way different than when you go to Bourbon Street. Right. Right. Or 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 like there's a bar that where we grew up guidey, like, it's gonna yeah. be a different dress code way different look. Yeah. And like the women we'll say the women in Rush Street would probably be more into a guy that wears the shit that they're selling. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Oh oh my god, he's this is this is what's in. obviously dude's just like, Yes, I'm getting it You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, so so it is crazy, but on, on the on on the same token is like you're playing with fire here because like yes you're looking at the dollar signs but then you're not looking at the cultural impact that that this is this is having on this stuff like right you know sell the shit it's fine but also be aware that like culturally like we have to remain sane <laughs> you yeah sane like can we, can we can we be uh, and I feel that, that that that's why they got so many dislikes it's like you're, you're reaching stop it it is
0: it is a reach because it's one thing for a, <laughs> a, a, a store a clothing store to sell clothes or a line of clothes that's like tailored for men that have no muscle mass because they are like I've yeah. been to a lot of stores and, I, and I'll like try on the size and I'm not a fat guy like I'm not obese like I'm not like the most in shape fit skinny yeah. guy but I'm not I'm not like
1: you're not the guys that are on these advertisements. Right. They're like real thin.
0: Exactly. Yeah. And and like there's there's clothes that I've tried on and it'll be like, "Yeah, this is clearly for someone that has no muscle mass." Yeah. Clearly. Yeah. And fine, whatever. Like I don't I'm not one of those people that I'm like, "Oh, you need to make clothes that like are tailored to me." Like you know how like those fat women be like, "Oh, your clothes your store is discriminatory because it doesn't make clothes for 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 plus-size women this and that." Well, go to a fucking plus size store, like, like for for that shit. So I'm not, I'm not on that. I, I, that's their right to to make and tailor clothes to to whoever they see fit. But when it's like you're trying to again, how you said reach and like do all this wizardry, if you will, to like make it so that it seems like the men that can fit into your clothes are the better version of masculine now it's getting a reach now you are playing with fire and now you are kind of having an ugly impact on society and you're not really thinking of of the bigger picture here because the truth of the matter is that a lot of those guys they go and they buy those clothes and they spend all kind of money and then the girls end up going home with the guys that look like us and yep. act like us because the real men. Because, no, <laughs> 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 oh <my God. laughs> no, but it but it is true because <laughs> it's like the the way they talk, the attitude, yeah, all of that. It's just like remember remember that um I wanna say it was like a video we saw on YouTube about a protest and like the chick had her titties all out or whatever and like the dude was asking questions. Yeah. And then like he asked the guy and the guy looked at the girl like, <laughs> can I speak type of thing? Yeah. You will speak when I let you speak. Like, w- like women don't find that attractive. No. Like that's not uh, No,
1: that's not. And actually adding to what you're what you were talking about, because you talked about plus size model, uh, you know Cosmo, uh, they had Tess Holiday, who's a
0: very big woman oh that white that big fat white yeah. bitch with t- with other uh, t- yeah <laughs> the
1: fat, and like and the big fat white bitch <laughs> yeah no yeah, she was <laughs> like, a Cosmo girl <laughs> now so she's, like I can't believe I'm a Cosmo girl a woman my size but then a lot of people were saying like well this is not a good thing
0: that's unhealthy as fuck man. yeah what are y'all doing and,
1: and that's what people were saying it's like again this is the same thing are, are we going to throw out the fact that being that big is just bad for your heart like, what are we selling here? Like, okay, I, I understand. Body, yeah, body positivity. It's,
0: it's for the fucking Grim Reaper in, in the back making those ads. Like, <laughs> yes. Am, he just sounds like, like fucking, I am the Grim Reaper. Yeah, yeah he's just in the back so typing up shit. Like, yeah, this is going to kill a bunch of motherfuckers. Going to kill them yeah, all. we going to put this fat, ugly bitch on the cover. <laughs>
1: he looks like like leprechaun mixed with like Snoop Dogg <laughs> and like the fucking devil but but anyway but yeah like come on like really and 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 then people are getting mad at that so it's like there was a again a lot of people were saying this is not good which is not body positivity you know what you should feel comfortable in your own skin but then you should also like know like hey i'm fat as fuck this is not good no it's it's not good for me like it, it it like I'm critical of myself now sometimes. Oh, I haven't worked out. I feel like shit. Yeah. I'm fucking I'm I'm out of shape. You know what I'm saying? I'm I'm in a lot better shape than a lot of people, but that doesn't mean that I'm in good shape and I can't be better. Right. And 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 that's the thing not living in realism. And I mean that's 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 the thin line that that the the you're kind of you know, trying to you're trying to gray it and it's like no 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 you know, we can, we can, you can be accepted, you know, and you can be loved and you could be, but let's, you know, let's call things for what they are.
0: Yeah, So definitely. Yeah. Moving on to the last segment of this episode, as I'm powering through Jordan Peterson's book, 12 Rules for Life and Anecdote to Chaos. I just finished the ninth rule which is assume that the person you are listening to might know something that you don't. And that' was a great chapter, great rule. But I found something very interesting in that rule in terms of meditation and listening and reciprocating and how important that can be. And it talks, he's, he's essentially saying how, when you're having a good conversation with somebody, it can be as euphoric as like hearing like a really good new song or, or something along those lines of how great you feel. And what we're saying is when you're truly listening to somebody and you're meditating on what they're saying, you're in a sense listening to two people at once. You're listening to what the person is saying and you're also listening to what you yourself in your mind is saying and like the new information that's sort of developing based off of what they're saying and how if you add reciprocation to that dynamic you create that's when like you get like really good works of arts or collaborations and 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 stuff like that and i do think i do think about that like how there's times where like you and i will be talking and i'll be like oh that was a good point and he talks about that how that's important when somebody says something is like, oh, you know what? That was a good point. I never thought about that before or whatever. Or like, this is one thing that this is an area that I think that we can do better at as like a group, not just you and I, but like in, in, in terms of our music is there's times where I feel like one of us might have an idea or a hook or a verse and like, we'll kind of like put it on display for the others. And there's not that reciprocation. It's like, It's like, oh, that's good. Now we could build on. Like, it's just like, like just, just there. It's just like, and I I feel like those are moments where people are kind of like listening, but not really meditating on it and not really like allowing yourself to, to develop the thoughts based off of it. You know what I'm saying? Especially when there's a track record of, okay, we'll look at like the things that have been created and stuff like that. And so I just found that interesting and worth bringing up. And I felt like, you know, for the people that listen to the podcast, it could be useful to them, not just in the sense of like listening to our show, because obviously they they're listening to it. But, yeah. just you know, meditating, but also when they're interacting with other people, taking that time to like really listen. And obviously, like you talk, but there's some people that actually listen versus, oh, I'm just waiting for my turn to talk.
1: Yeah, and I think really it's all rooted in in the fear of, of maybe the change,
0: right? Yeah, I think you're right about that. Because if you look at... Because the new information is, in a sense, is like forcing a change in your mind. Like, yes. okay, well, now because of this, this info, and again, assuming that what the person is saying... M- that's talking might know something that you don't, which is the rule. Yeah. It's like, if you're making that assumption, okay, this person knows something that I might not. Now what they're saying, maybe it doesn't necessarily like coincide with my previous thoughts. Now it's forcing my thoughts to change and alter a bit.
1: Yeah. And, and too much change, too much change, like just outright can, can cause that. Like because like it's just it, it's gonna it's gonna create that uneasiness and then and then that uneasiness could be so overwhelming that the the response is not the right response. Whereas if like how you said, sometimes if you sit back and then you meditate on it, just let it simmer. Like you know, it's like fucking really think about it and, mm-hmm. and try and. Empty you know, like think from the other side, coming in. Then, then you understand. You know the good in it, and then when you understand the good in it, then you understand. Okay, where I think where where do the lines? Where, where is it divided? Where is the fringe divided? Yeah. And and, and I feel like um, when you brought that up, it was crazy because like you brought that up like I guess because you're in the chapter. You brought that up today. And today, I was reading about like like the way populism has kind of yeah. been the common theme around the world since Trump. Yeah, since Trump. Yeah, or even shit, even before that, you had the signs. You mm. had signs because Brexit. Yeah, if that's not a sign, you know what I'm saying? Like, so you you even had the cues that that were showing that, and then when you look at, um, when you think about it, like globalization probably that well i i wouldn't say globalization i wouldn't blame it on just global globalization but i would i would say that just the way things were progressing it does create inequality and what i mean by that is like when shit changes it's like boom boom, boom all right we're growing let's like think about it like like you're working out and all of a sudden you're fucking you're getting bigger like, oh shit all right damn i'm i'm at i'm, I'm at 35 now i'm at 45 now i'm 50 and it's like to to me if I, if, I, if I just started working out that shit's like fuck you're at 60 pounds you're you're fucking you know sh- shoulder pressing 60 pounds on each arm like i how am i going to get to that yeah and i feel like if you think about it on an economic level it's like all these companies were going to mexico or china where they're you know like fucking all, all this shit that, 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 that's going on it's like it's it, it's it, there's no competition we're, we're, it's going to be more expensive to build it here than it is in China so it was such a quick change that it caused the inequality and 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 they caused the, the uprise of the populist movement and not only in the right because people because the media and 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 people in general they want to blame it on the right but why did Bernie Sanders? become such a rock star because it was the left's version of populism.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: Like that that's what it was. So then if 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 the way the media is looking at it, and the reason I'm I'm bring, I'm I'm saying all this stuff is to kind of allude to the point that I'm getting to now, which is if you look at the way the media is treating populism, you'd think it's like fascistic. And it is in certain instances, and it's not in certain right and and i think that it's it's very irresponsible to look at something and and compare the same and then then the, obviously the article that i was <laughs> that i was reading like Ashin Wirathu from Burma he's like a fucking religious militant and like they literally go around and fucking kill muslims they're populist mm-hmm. <laughs> But there, there's definitely a difference between him and Trump. Yeah, yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And and and, again, they're comparing this this person and they're comparing they're comparing uh fucking, uh Erdogan from uh, Turkey, they're comparing Putin, they're comparing Kim Jong Un, and they're all just so very different. Yeah. And then they're putting them all in the same circle. Why? Because it's the fear the fear of it you're not sitting down you're not meditating on it you're just looking at the fringe oh oh populism
0: and and you're not taking the time to assume that the person you're listening to may know something that you don't and 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 i felt like that was very clear cut with the rise of trump and like that whole election i felt like a lot of people that that didn't like him and were bashing him aside from like all the the personal stuff because whatever that's neither really here nor there but when it came to policy and people not liking him, it's like you're not really taking to the time to, to assume that maybe he knows something that you don't about the job market, about creating jobs, about taxes, about economy. So at very least, at very least, listen and meditate on it and let it simmer and see whatever ideas developed. But what you said when I think you were like right on point with that. Is that the fear starts to like block the the positive cap- the positive possibilities of that?
1: Yeah, yeah, and then you, that's why you see the, and and, and and then you see it, like the rise of Trump does just like the rise of any movement is gonna show the fringe, and then the fringe, th- they're all based on fear, neo Nazis. Oh fuck, you know what's happening to the whites or or Americans when it comes to immigration? Immigration is good. But also, there's a fine line between what we're gonna just let happen from people that are not citizens. Right. Fast forward to Tucker Carlson. DC showed us that clip with Tur- Tucker Carlson, uh, Tucker Carlson having an argument with uh, like a like an immigrant lawyer mm-hmm. that somehow can practice in New York, mm-hmm. but even though he's not a citizen, and he's like he keeps saying, "These are we have these rights. No, you don't have these rights. You're not like." Immigrants are not citizens. Right. They can't. They can't just like start protesting and stop you from going to work, like, because then you're gonna start thinking like, this guy doesn't even. It's not even supposed to be here. Why is he in my way? Yeah. So, and, and it was just funny because like the lawyer, and he's a fucking lawyer, just wasn't really thinking about that. He said, it's our constitutional right. No, no it's, it's not. <laughs> what are you talking about? And 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 that's like a clear overboard yeah like you're reaching at this point, so then you get someone who who might be fearful of change and they'll look at that as oh them and then, then then that's when you get the extreme on the other side then fucking Mexicans, you know what I'm saying yeah. like and it's like you gotta keep that in check just in general in any movement and 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 in any because that's that's how things turn fascistic and and it's because you're just not willing to listen. That's why you always get us blocked on Twitter. Cause motherfuckers, <laughs> cause motherfuckers are scared. That's what it is. It's fear. It, it is. Oh, yeah. Oh,
0: I I don't know what to do. But you know, you notice what I started doing now on Instagram. Uh, every time it happens, I'm snapshotting snapchat- it. Yeah. And like that's gonna be like my wall of of Because you know, I see it as an accomplishment. <laughs> the way I see like getting blocked on Twitter, is like, like I've beaten you into a corner. You have nothing else, and now it's like your your only retreat is to block me yeah. because. One thing I will say, and and Which I is dangerous. And, and I and I even put this on on Instagram when when I posted it on on the Hanging with Apes Instagram, I said nothing disrespectful. It was a civil discourse. I never I never like used any profanity. Nothing, and I and I and I am I make a point to do that when I'm going back and forth with people. And if, if any profanity is used, it's never at them like, oh, you bitch or you slut or nothing like that. Yeah. It, like, I, I I make it a point to do that because I try to be as civil as possible when I'm making my points. Yeah. That way, when you do if and when you do block me, this it's my accomplishment because uh, you're blocking me because you couldn't hang. It's not yeah. because I was being har- harassing you or anything like that because it's not like like if somebody says something most of the time honestly what's funny about it is most of the time it's people that comment on something that that will tweet yeah they'll comment on it and then like it's the rebuttal and then they'll end up blocking every now and again I'll comment on something that I'll see somebody will say but even then like there was this there was this one one back and forth with this girl that was like the most recent block yeah we were going back and forth about about Trump's alleged criminal activity. Yeah. And I was like, well, you're going off of the court of public opinion and not necessarily like the rule of law because there's thus far has been no evidence produced that he's broken any law. Yeah. And then, you know, she went on to say, oh, well, if you can't see it, and I'm like, well, if you can see it, please explain to me and show me the evidence. I won't. And it's just like I oh, and then this is where it got real good. She took the the Alexandria Ocasio Cortez approach. It was, it's not my job to explain to somebody what's right in front of them, even if they feel entitled for me to do so. Yeah. Well, it's like it's and then and then I told her I was like, I feel no sense of entitlement here. Yeah. I only feel a sense of of disheartenment when somebody in society deems it okay to accuse somebody of something without having any evidence of such crime like that's my i am disheartened by this like yeah yeah. like i don't feel in a sense of entitlement like you could jump off a bridge right now and it wouldn't make no difference to me
1: yeah
0: it's just the fact that it's like i find it a little odd that we live that we're supposed to be in this civilized society and people have the nerve to accuse somebody of a crime that they have no evidence of
1: yeah blocked <laughs> so All let right. me help you with that and block your eyes. And it's like, come on, and, it, and it's dangerous. It's a dangerous. It's a dangerous game that you're playing because you think that it's okay, but then that's how so you get the 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 Alex Jones you know situation, which ends up hurting you because, like, if you think about what you what you just brought up that chapter, that's what those people. That's a lot of the people that followed Alex Jones and and like believed a lot of those conspiracy theories, it was because they were working off of fear. But it's better to see those people... Absolutely. ...than to like cloak them and then not know this.
0: Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because now I don't know what the well, fuck they're and, thinking. and that was the point that Jordan Peterson had made when he was talking to Steven Crowder about that particular situation. He said that them deplatforming Alex Jones can potentially hurt the the left in a lot of ways because Alex Jones was a great platform to know what the conspiracy right is thinking to know where they stand to 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 I guess if you will arm your arguments against them and now you don't know and and now like you said they're cloaked they're in the shadows yeah would you not rather have them like visible if you are fearful of that side yeah absolutely just like me i'm much more i'm much more okay with the the like the socialists or or of america or antifa or all of these people i'm much more like okay with that like them being like visible than i am with even though they do cover their faces and stuff and like that part is like a little bit creepy. Yeah. But I am I'm more okay with that yeah. than like how Black Lives Matter had all that like socialist and communist rhetoric laced in their message.
1: And it came out of nowhere.
0: And it came out of nowhere. It yeah. was like uh like that's scarier to me because like you're you're trying to use like these mm-hmm. unfortunate situations and these unfortunate circumstances yeah. and create like this race war. Yeah. And like, uh, and in that race war, in the message and in the goals, is laced a bunch of like communism and and socialism. That is scarier because because it's not, it's, it, they're not saying that's what it is. And, you know, like we, a socialist. The, oh, the socialists of America. Okay, I know what you are. You know.
1: Yeah, yeah. But see, we were able to see that due to the timing of when we were going to school, and we were introduced to that. But also, like like, we're into the
0: shit, so yeah, we're 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 into
1: it. But like, like, let's 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 maybe our parents who aren't in that realm, who how do you even see some shit like this? You don't, because that shit, like you said, it's interlaced, it's it's hidden, it's cloaked, and then all of a sudden, like oh shit, I'm trapped. Yeah, and
0: that that that's where where it's bad, where it's all bad, can be all bad that is our episode for today thank you guys so much for listening the show continues to grow because you guys keep listening if you're listening to us on itunes please rate and review drop a comment obviously subscribe so you can get the weekly episode go on over to youtube check out our video the kamikaze review And we're on Spotify now, so share and like us and subscribe to us on Spotify. Remember, you can follow us on Twitter at Hanging With Apes. We will be back next Tuesday. We're out. Peace. Peace.